name is Franz von Holthausen. I lead the design team here at Tesla. And I'm excited to welcome you to the Tesla Design Studio here in Hawthorne, California. We are here tonight to talk about Model 3. But we wouldn't be here without years of intense drive and passion from the Tesla team and leadership on an unwavering mission. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of all of my colleagues here at Tesla, it is my honor to welcome to the stage Mr. Elon Musk. So what do you think? You like the car? Been good? <laughs> All right. And um, this is, this is kind of crazy, but I, I just learned, uh, just told that uh, the total number of orders for the Model 3 in the past 24 hours has now passed 115,000. <laughs> Call him Tony Stark, call him Rocket Man, call him the world's best marketer, or just simply Elon. But whatever you call him, you know exactly who he is. And on that day when he took the stage, March 29th, 2016, he earned every bit of any accolade you can come up with. See, that week was cited as the biggest one-week launch of any product ever. Within the first 24 hours, Tesla had pre-sold over 200,000 cars. Now, be clear, that is double the total number of fully electric cars sold in the previous year in the United States. And the key as to how Tesla was able to do this is all centered on contextual experiences. This is Matthew Sweezy. And you're listening to episode five of the Electronic Propaganda Society, a nine-part series looking into the cause and effects of June 24, 2009. And over the past four episodes, we've talked about what happened on that day and why the entrance into the infinite era is the biggest issue we face and why everyone's idea of marketing is failing. And in the last episode, we discussed how context is the key to breaking through that infinite noise. Now, we're going to turn our attention and look specifically at Tesla and how they were able to use this notion of context to break through and create one of the biggest marketing wins in history. Truly understanding the power of what Tesla did starts by looking at more than their marketing practices. It starts by looking at how they view marketing first. Remember, all things are changed in the new era and how a brand sees marketing's role and the functions it serves inside the business, those things are not immune either. See, over the past four years, I've worked with the research team at Salesforce to help identify the key differences between high-performing marketing organizations and everyone else. At this point, we've conducted over 11,000 brand interviews with companies from across the globe. And what we've found may surprise you, and its tactics don't matter. 
both high performers and underperformers use the exact same tactics. They both do content, they both do inbound, social, use email, and they follow many of the same people. Tactics are a red herring. New tools are a red herring. Creativity is a red herring. Those are all incremental changes distracting your business from the true biggest factor of success, a new idea of marketing. See, what we found was 82% of high performers had full executive buy-in to a new idea of marketing. Only 3% of underperformers could say the same. And the high performers who adopt this mentality, we found them to be 96.3 times more likely to be significantly beating their direct competition. So what is this new idea of marketing? Well, to really understand it, we need to put it in context of the old idea and see how it changes the fundamental structure of the organization. See, the old idea of marketing fits into the following business model. The brand builds something, they then market that thing, they then sell that thing. This is a business model that I call build, market, sell. And in this model, marketing is a byproduct of production. Its job is to introduce more people to the product. Now take a look at Tesla's underlying business model. It's the converse. They market, then they sell, then they build. In this capacity, marketing is decoupled from product. And the focus of the business is on building the market first. And to do that, they focus on creating contextual experiences like this Ten, one. Nine, eight, side booster ignition. Six, five, four, three, two, one, two. Ignition. Amazing pictures from space. Elon Musk pulls off an engineering feat. He sent his own kind of rocket man on board a Tesla Roadster into orbit. <laughs> but this is much more than a publicity stunt involving just a car in space. Let's start with the science. This afternoon. It's exactly space right. This isn't a stunt. You see, a stunt is something that only happens once. All of these radical things that Tesla is putting out, that Gigafactory, all of this news, it's all a part of their central focus. And that focus isn't to create cars, it is something much greater. Listen to Elon explain this at the Welcome Model 3 launch. Model 3 unveil. Uh, we, have, <laughs> we have an amazing product to show you tonight. I think you're gonna be blown away. Um, and, uh, but I, I wanna start talking, just, just preface this by talking about why, why are we doing this? Why is Tesla, uh, why does Tesla exist? Why, why are we making electric cars? Uh, why does it matter? Um, it's because it's very important to accelerate the transition to sustainable transport. It really, really, really is. It, I mean, this is this is really important for the future of the world. Uh, we, we have record high CO2. Now let's be clear. We all know Tesla is not the only one creating an electric car, and any electric car company can have that same purpose and same central vision, and they do. The difference is they only tell people about it via messages. See, Tesla constantly creates experiences 
and involves their marketplace in those experiences. And that makes all the difference. Experiences versus messages. And you see, this has been Tesla's game plan the entire time. What we came up with for Tesla was what we call the secret master plan. And uh, it was originally um, a, a three-step, uh, originally a trilogy, now it's a four-part trilogy, as it turns out. Um, but it, it, well, it has a very we, we devious name. Out. It's not that devious of a plan. The plan is simple. Start with the Roadster and then use that technology to then build the S, something larger scale, lower cost. And then the X, larger scale, lower cost. And then finally, the mass production of the three. You see, from day one, the goal was always to build the Model 3. And this was clearly articulated with the marketplace allowing them to do something completely different from any other car manufacturer. So you weren't just buying a car, you were fueling the innovation to help get the world off of fossil fuels. Now, it could be argued that up to this point, Tesla is just doing an amazing job at public relations. But see, here's the difference. What they did is they didn't just create a better car and get a lot of press, they created an entirely new experience from start to finish. And that experience continues throughout the buying cycle. And the buying process from a consumer standpoint is so amazing, there are thousands of people writing blog posts and creating videos sharing their experience. Like Arnebeck a Houston-based engineer who is just one half of the YouTube channel known as Tesla Geeks. To date, they've created almost 40 videos with thousands of followers and well over a half million total views. In this video, they're helping people know just what to expect when they go in to buy their car. Let's take a quick listen. One thing I wanted to point out is that ordering a Tesla is completely different than purchasing a vehicle anywhere else in that you can either order online at tesla.com or you can go into what Tesla calls a gallery and work with an owner advisor. Um, there's no haggling, there's no salesman, you just, there's a fixed price and you just, you just buy it and that's it. Okay, it's a little more complicated than that, but the point is it's an amazing experience. I mean you can schedule a test drive on the Tesla website and within moments, you receive a text confirming your appointment. Shortly afterward, you'll receive an email with a link to mytesla.com, a personalized site where you can then configure your own car and go into any detail you care about, all on your own time. I mean, financing is even taken care of right there. You can pay with a credit card or PayPal, or even get instantly approved through Tesla's financing arm. And once you've paid your deposit, you're then paired with an owner advisor, not a salesperson. And that owner advisor is there to help you with decisions such as, do you really need all wheel drive? <laughs> and that's just the beginning of the buyer experience. After the deposit has been placed, each Tesla owner continues to receive attention from a delivery experience specialist, whose role is to coordinate with you and answer any questions. See, the specialist reaches out to let you know when your car is being made, asks you how you want the car to be delivered, and then the journey continues just as amazing and just as seamless. From buying, to ownership, to service, and support. 
every moment is an amazing experience. And when the brand is able to shift their idea of marketing from the department who creates messages to tell the world about the products you've created to the owner and sustainer of all experiences across the customer journey, radical results happen. And to be clear, the radical results are not just increased sales in cars. There are so many other things that take place as a result that then help those cars to be sold. So let's look at three specific areas and compare Mercedes-Benz, who is known as the best luxury marketer, to Tesla and see how the two compare. Introducing the 2017 E-Class from Mercedes-Benz. A concept car that's already a reality. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. The first thing I want to look at and compare the two brands on is just their basic ability to break through the noise, right? And we're just going to look at this in a traditional sense of just mentions in the press. And what we find is Tesla's strategy has gotten them mentions just on CNN over 40,000 times. Now, conversely, when we look at the same metric for Mercedes-Benz, they've only been mentioned on CNN 4,000 times. Now, these mentions then roll into the second thing, which is really then share of conversation around the electric vehicle marketplace. And when we measure share of conversation, once again, we find Tesla at the top and they own 22% of the entire conversation surrounding electric vehicles. Now, if we put the brands on a list from one to 10, we find Mercedes is eighth in share of conversation, only owning 5% of the conversation. Next is total sales. And we've already talked about how many cars Tesla sold, but in 2016, the most comparable unit to the Model 3 in the Mercedes-Benz lineup is the C-Class. They only sell 86,000 units. Tesla, in under 48 hours, sells three times that many. Okay, the last thing I want us to look at is probably my favorite metric. And this is what does it cost for them to get these results? So we know everyone spends a lot of money on advertising and just how much is being spent is very telling. See, Mercedes-Benz spends on average of $926 per car. Now that's specific to the C-Class. Now let's compare this to Tesla. Tesla's advertising cost per car is six as in $6. So we obviously see there is a massive difference, but how is all this contextual? Well, let's go back to the definition of context, helping consumers achieve their goal at the moment. And see, first, all of this starts out with remembering consumers don't want messages. They want experiences. And when the business shifts their idea of marketing from the department who tells the world about the things they've made to the owner and sustainers of all experiences across the customer journey, you are aligning with the customer's needs. Next, there's the context of those experiences. Tesla isn't just trying to create an experience to show the world how amazing their car is. Rather, they're focused on a shared purpose with their market to get the world off of fossil fuels. 
This focus then allows Tesla to bring the market with them along the journey. And together, they created the Model 3. That's an experience no other car manufacturer has ever created. And those experiences continue through the entire customer journey. Every aspect of the consumer relationship with the brand is focused on helping the consumer with their task at hand. In short, Tesla didn't have to tell the world the Model 3 was an amazing car, they just had to tell them when it was ready to buy. The numerous amazing experiences had sold the car for them. That's the power of context and a new idea of marketing. Okay, so let's wrap all this up. The data shows us brands who move to a new idea of marketing and not just new marketing tactics, they are dominating their marketplaces. Tesla gives us a clear example of just how powerful that new idea can be as they not only beat the best traditional marketers in their space, but create the biggest marketing win in history. All of these reasons are why that day in June 2009 is so critically important it's not the day itself, but rather what the day represents. The dawning of an entirely new age where the environment has completely shifted and the ideas of how brands and consumers relate to each other must be reimagined. Succeeding isn't about new marketing tactics, rather about adopting a completely new idea of marketing, focused on helping our marketplace achieve their task at hand that's the only context they seek and where our future lies. Now, I want to thank you for listening to episode number five. In the next episode, we're going to take a deeper look at this notion of purpose and show you how you can create a deeper relationship with your audience by focusing on something past your products. And as always, I want to close this out with challenging you to rethink what it means to create a business experience. Because in our new world, anything and, um, is possible. So we have, I have a sort of like, it's sort of a sort of a hobby company called The Boring Company. <laughs> um, and, and, then, and then we have a merchandise section that only has one piece of merchandise at a time. I'm a big fan of Spaceballs, the movie. And in Spaceballs, Yogurt um, goes through the merchandising section and they have a flamethrower. We should do a flamethrower. How many did you make? 20,000. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all gone. In three, I think four days. <laughs> they sold out in four days. <laughs> and oh yeah, Elon's company, The Boring Company, is now valued at $16 billion. Dollars. 